0: Hi, it's Cindy, your insider, welcoming you into another episode of the Insiders Career Club. Our podcast helps job seekers like you avoid making critical mistakes in their job search. We also help workers stay in the know with timely career news. As the in-house talent acquisition person, I qualified and interviewed candidates. I also worked with managers to help them fill their positions. In my career of over 25-plus years, I witnessed countless candidates make costly mistakes on their resumes and in their interviews, but that doesn't have to be you. Understand what managers are looking for when they hire. Listen to the podcast regularly. You'll be able to learn a lot. Remember, too, there's support for your job search on the website, and we have career services to help you with your resumes, and we can do a mock interview to help you land that great position. Our special guest today, Insiders, is Crystal Martinez. She's a dynamic management professional with deep experience creating metric-driven initiatives for university relations, total rewards, learning and development, employee engagement and diversity programs. Crystal has practical experience creating and scaling programs for fast-paced global tech companies like Workday, Zynga, and HGST a Western digital company. She earned her BA degree from Sonoma State University and an HR certificate from San Francisco State University. She's also certified in analytics from the University of Pennsylvania. Let's bring her in now and welcome her to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, Crystal, to the
1: Insider's Career Club podcast. Thank you, Cindy. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here too. It'll just should be a lot of fun talking to another recruiter. So yay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with some easy questions like where did you grow up and how big is your family? That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in the peninsula in the Bay Area, born and raised. I am the youngest of four and my family all still lives here uh with the exception of my sister who's up north oh
0: okay sounds good so you're another bay area native like i am that when we say bay area we're speaking northern california san francisco area just for those that may not be listening from california So I know that you've been in technical recruiting now for a while, and I'm sure they consider you a senior recruiter. Tell us a little bit about your path to get there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school, Sonoma State. My major was media communication. So originally, my dream job was to be an entertainment reporter. But that didn't pan out because I graduated during the 2009 recession. And had a lot of odd jobs, ended up having a job as a recruiting coordinator at a small company and decided to go back to school to get my HR management certificate. And then I actually met you, Cindy, in a job interview um, and got hired (laughs) as a recruiting coordinator. And my career took off from there, then went into sourcing, then I was a full cycle recruiter. And then landed a job doing university recruiting. And I've been doing that ever since.
0: Okay. Yeah. That re- university recruiting is can get intense. <laughs> so tell us what you like about uh, working on the technology side of business.
1: Yeah. So I think just working at a tech company is really refreshing. There's a lot of young people, just a lot of different age groups that you can work with high energy. There's a lot of emphasis on fun, um, within tech companies uh, mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of energy. Yeah, that
0: is true. I do remember from my, from my days in tech. And since then, you know, you see the, oh, yeah, we've got a ping pong table. Oh, yeah, we're going to go do this and then then do bowling and stuff like that. So, yeah, the emphasis is on fun because I know the technical people do work very hard. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about how recruiting fits into the overall company structure and makes a difference. Obviously, people know that recruiters help, help people get hired. But, you know, from your perspective, talk about how it also contributes to the success of the company.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So arguably, I think, you know, the roles that I focus on are more so entry level. So people that have graduated from their university recently in any sort of capacity, PhDs, legal, master's, undergrads, they allow the company to have a fresh perspective from um, mm-hmm. these young, talented, whether it be engineers, marketing, sales, HR, these students who are coming into the company are able to really change a product by lending various different perspectives. So whether that is from being, you know, gender as a female, being an underrepresented minority, it really helps create a product for everyone. And I think that's what makes it, you know, very exciting to have people who are, you know, young and fresh and have, you know, a different mindset. Okay.
0: Can you think of any examples where, and I know it might be a little hard because once we get people hired, they move into the general populace of the company. We may not know on a day-to-day so much what they're doing, but sometimes the managers connect with us and if we're still working with them, they'll let us know what's going on. So do you happen to have an example of how, uh, well, an intern or a just a new hire from college might have what they might have done to change something.
1: Yeah, I actually have a great example. So I was working at an HR company and this individual had was Latina and she actually had two last names And the system at the time when you're onboarding somebody didn't allow for two last names. And that was something that she had brought up and said, Hey, you know, there's probably customers of ours who will have employees that'll have multiple last names, whether Mm -hmm. they decided to hyphenate their name, or they come from, Mm -hmm. you know, Latin descent, what have you. And that was something that was immediately, you know, changed. And it was a quick fix. But I don't think in most companies, you probably would have thought of that right away unless it was brought to your attention. Yeah, that's true. I think for
0: technology, too, from a minority standpoint, just a percentage, minorities, let's say developers or whatever, as opposed to mainstream, the number is much, much smaller, so they may not have thought of it. But that's really a good idea that she came up with. I'm sure there's lots of others, but we'll move on. Tell us what you like about college recruiting.
1: So I think it's really exciting to meet people that are early in their careers. And for me personally, it was really impactful when I was thinking about what's my next step after college, you know, you're bright eyed Mm -hmm. and bushy tailed and you get an opportunity to meet a student at events. I think that's the main difference. There's a lot of networking involved with the university recruiting. Mm -hmm. you're able to align them to kickstart their career into a company. And I think you know, meeting somebody from an event to walking them through the interview process and then getting to see them at the company itself and seeing their career grow is so rewarding. And especially for people that you may not, you know, may have not have thought tech is right for me or, you know, I need to be an engineer to 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 work at a tech company or, you know, come from a non-traditional background. And so I think, you know, having somebody advocate for you in a role and seeing that through, I think is super exciting, and and that's what you know gets me up in the morning.
0: Ah, good people that haven't been in college in a long time may not quite get the full picture of the events and all the things that you might do for interns or even the uh, fresh out of of college person that comes in as a full time FTE. What are some of the different types of programs and? Things that companies will do for them. And I know you've, you've been in large, large companies and smaller companies, but I know that there have been, because we've talked about it, different events and things that they do to keep them engaged and actually draw them in. So could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. So one of the exciting parts of being a university recruiter is that you get to travel to the university itself. So sometimes universities are in, you know, big cities or out in the middle of nowhere. You as a university recruiter will partner with career services and or student groups on campus mm-hmm. and will participate in various events. I think the most traditional one is a career fair, which in my experience, is not my favorites. (laughs) There's a lot of people and students get nervous, but companies will put on what we call information sessions where students will get to hear about a specific topic and the company will give you more information about what they do from a day-to-day basis, who they hire, what they're about. But then there's also different events like hackathons or workshops that companies will put on to actually teach a student how to do a particular thing and they'll be able to see the student in their natural environment, problem solving. Ah,
0: okay, okay, and I'm sure they're taking into account whether or not they might want that person to be an intern or they're keeping, uh, the, the managers that are sharp, they're keeping it in their banks who they, who they run across that they really like. I know that happens. As a representative of tech companies that you've worked for, There probably is a similar profile of what the different companies are seeking in their college grads from soft skills and a hard skills perspective. Can you talk a little bit about that? Just in case there's some college, junior level, senior level folks listening in, they'll get just a little primer directly from someone who is in the role that's looking for them, what companies are looking for.
1: Yes, great question. I get this all the time. You know, companies are looking for the hard skills. If you are a data analyst or in machine learning, they really want to make sure that you actually have those skill sets. If you've put that on your resume, you know, obviously, those are kind of low, not low level, but low hanging fruit in terms of what, you know, they're looking for. But I think... The soft skills working at a tech company are really an important factor because they want to know if they can really work with you. And mm-hmm. a common misconception, especially in tech, is that, you know, you are an engineer, you're going to be coding, you're not going to be communicating with many people. But in fact, that's untrue. You're going to be working with a group of folks that are product exactly. managers, you know, sales, marketing. So communication, presenting, being resourceful and being a go-getter are soft skills that most college grads or interns, you know, sometimes overlook.
0: Mhm. Very good to point that out. It's not out yet, but I just did a podcast on the skills for 2021 that employers are looking for, and they're basically all soft skills. So it is very important because business has shifted Due to the pandemic, and I know it's like it's last year, and we'd like to just kick it back until next last year. But, you know, the effects of it are so long-lasting, and the change in skills with what employers are looking for, like a coaching mindset or being collaborative, or I can't even think of the whole list because I don't have it in front of me now. But it's all interacting and how you react. You know, so emotional intelligence. So good to point that out. Are there any tips that you can give to your college grads or interns that they can do to increase their chances of getting noticed and getting hired?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think some of the biggest things that really you're able to showcase about yourself are going to be your extracurricular activities. And when I say that, really focusing on, you know, the type of projects that you've done, you know, regardless of what your major is, like, have you been a part of a student group or a club or an organization that's focused on your major or career development? Have you attended conferences or some sort of competitions? Or hackathons, and then just even having, you know, a portfolio, whether that's a website, or, you know, what have you something to showcase your skills and how you problem solve through that process. Definitely put data on your resume and show that you were able to, you know, start something and finish that and what the results were. Keep, keep your LinkedIn up to date as well. <laughs> I think that's where a lot of recruiters go in lieu of, of events as well to find talent.
0: Exactly. That's like the
1: main place, right? Let's discuss a little bit
0: about what the typical interview, recruiting, testing, and interview process looks like. Because I know that it has several pieces, especially for people that may not have done a lot of interviewing, you know, like the technical piece and how many people they're going to meet and, you know, just what's expected. Give the listeners an idea of what that looks like.
1: Yeah. So for interns and for new grads, the path is a little bit different because interns will typically be with the company for about, you know, three to six months, just depending on your university. Mm -hmm. And typically interns will do, you know, two technical tests. So sometimes that's over the phone. Sometimes that's on campus. If, you know, the recruiters and the managers are there. But typically, you know, asking questions as it pertains to your, you know, hard skills and Mm -hmm. then one behavioral question. And so it's pretty short in that aspect, but you're able to, you know, get an idea of this person's uh, technical ability as well as problem solving skills.
0: Okay. So it's more of a verbal test rather than. one that they're doing online?
1: It can be more okay. just depending on the setting. So um, technical tests can be, you know, video and you, you know, having somebody assess you, your keystrokes, doing, you know, coder pad and actually, you know, asking you to walk them through something. So it's essentially problem solving. And then behaviorals will be, you know, tell me about a time when or really showcasing mm-hmm. your problem solving skills.
0: Okay, how has the interview process changed with you not traveling so much? So you're not really meeting them face to face. And then what does the process look like? Because I know ours changed a lot. And it all went to zoom, basically, we always did phones, but zoom was incorporated into the interview process, because we couldn't bring people in. So is that how it's working for you as well?
1: Yes. So for our new grads, you know, the process is a little bit more lengthy um, because they will be, you know, considered a full time employee. So they'll go through that first, you know, technical round, you know, via Google Meet, Zoom, what have you. And then thereafter, we still call it an on-site interview Mm but you're meeting with multiple people from a team and that's all done via video. So anywhere from five to six people that you're talking to within one day. All right, any cross functional people on those interview teams? There are, there are. Usually it's anybody who you're going to be supporting or working with, depending on what role that you're in. So it'll be, you know, a hybrid of folks who will ask you technical and non technical questions.
0: Okay. Is there any other information that you would like to give our prospective college grads a heads up on? to help them in their job search?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Number 1 would be check your resume. I can't say that enough. As a new grad or an intern, you know, we're looking for just basic information like graduation date. I don't, you know, we don't want to guess when you're graduating and that helps us assess what you're looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. Contact information. I can't tell you how many times there's not a phone number on there. and Maybe it's built by design, but sometimes people leave that out and it's like, you know, you're so great, but I can't even get a hold of you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then just relevant work experience. You know, I mean, I myself, had times when I worked, you know, as a server or a hostess, but really showcasing relevant work experience or internships. And if you don't have that, put coursework or projects you've done, you know, on your own time.
0: Yeah. And those hackathons or competitions that they've done, those should go on there too. Exactly. Um, Let's get back to you now. I think we've given any of our college folks um, some really good information. And if that's not enough for you, you can always go to the Insider's Career Club website. There's a lot more information there. What makes your role challenging as well as rewarding?
1: I think having the role of a university recruiter is a person wearing multiple hats. You are Mm -hmm. a business consultant, a marketer, you're a salesperson, um, and then sometimes you're doing some admin work. So you definitely get to wear a lot of different hats but also have the opportunity to influence, you know, the business and hiring managers on candidates. So sometimes that can be challenging and you are definitely people managing. So Mm -hmm. being highly detail-oriented and organized is, you know, something that uh, needs to be perfected, I think, to be successful in this role.
0: So what makes it rewarding for you, Chris?
1: Yeah, rewarding for me, I think, is being able to align people, like I mentioned earlier, um, to their, you know, kickstart their career and their and their dream job, but also being able to see folks grow within a company come from, you know, their first job to then a manager or a director leading a team. And I think that having that talent grow within a company is amazing. And I love being a part of that mm-hmm. process.
0: Well, I think we are just about out of time. I want to thank you so much for being part of the Insiders Career Club and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge with us about college recruiting. And it has changed a lot over the years. I've only done a little of it. I've always been more mainstream, but it does sound like an exciting role. And yes, you are definitely touching the lives of new folks entering into the workforce, which is so important. Thank you so much. I hope you will come back at another time. I'm sure we're going to have some other topics that will cross over into what you're doing. So thank you, Cindy, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Take care now.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye. So glad you joined us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like us because your ratings matter. We'll be bringing you new podcasts every two weeks on the first and third Wednesdays. My goal is to help you, my valued listeners, in your job search and continue to help you right on through your work life. To make that happen, though, your support is needed. By listening regularly, we can keep this going. But you can also help by sharing the podcast with your network of friends, family, and coworkers. Ask them to listen. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Not so podcast savvy? Tell them they can go to listen on our website at www.insiderscareerclub.com. I appreciate your support. Stay safe and take care.